Los Angeles, are you ready to confess? Because guess what? We are going back on tour. That's right. LA is our first stop on October 21st at the Terragram Ballroom. Doors open at 6 o'clock. Bring your homies, bring your girls, bring your partner, and bring those confessions because the night is going to be filled with naughty little secrets, and you know how we turn up at a good mom show. So I cannot wait to see you. That's October 21st at the Terragram Ballroom. Click the link in this episode description and get your tickets today. A lot of their friends, children, they were in jail, mm. out on the street, doing this, you know, getting pregnant, and here I am, liking boys. Like, you know, like, so... Like, 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 fuck it. Just take know, it. Let's so just take it. it. Let's, just not, let's not even beat yeah, it out so of it. Yeah, so it kind of made them appreciate all of the things that I wasn't and start being grateful for the things that I was. Because mm. mm-hmm. there's so many great qualities about me that my parents have um, implemented as well as I've, you know, accumulated on my own. But shout out to them for like being having the wherewithal to understand that because I was using that. I was trying to use that on my like that line on my parents. And it didn't slide so well. I was like, "Why are you mad at me? I'm just fucking." Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday, tribe. Happy hump day, tribe. How's it going? How's it going there, dear? It's going great. It's going great. How you feeling? You feeling yeehaw or how do you do? Yeah, I got my leather boots on. I see. You look like a, what they call them there, a dominatrix? Here to kick some ass. <laughs> got my leather skirt on. It's pleated. <laughs> it's like schoolgirl, but I'll kick your ass. I finally found the perfect length leather pleated skirt. You know, it's hard for me because I have long legs, but I'm a little woman and I like little things, like very little skirts. And so if it gets like too close to the knee, I'm I'm a hoochie. I'm a former schoolgirl well, hoochie. I don't mind hoochie. that it's too sh- – see, the thing is with the skirts, my ass always lifts the back up more mm. than the front. So I have to find Mine something too. that – evens it out unless that's what i'm going for but i was going to leave here and go places and i don't feel like being publicly harassed you want to do a dr- you want to do a dr- you want to do that luscious butt that i have you want to so. do a drip check a drip check is that where i stand up yeah okay well, that's what the kids are calling it drip check. remember okay well it's my drip check okay here we go so this is Erica. She's wearing a perfectly lengthed, above-the-knee, pleated pleather skirt <laughs> and a tube top that's asymmetrical and lime green. And she has our I'll-kick-your-motherfucking-ass boots on. Yeehaw. And then she's bending over. Ooh, if you need to go on YouTube right now, I see. Is that a lip? Is that a... We're about to get flagged on the motherfucking YouTubes. See this? <sighs> you almost saw a coochie lip. Almost. But maybe. But maybe you didn't. But maybe you did. You have to go to YouTube to find out. You will have to come to YouTube because I'm wearing a dress that's see-through. And guess what's underneath it? Nothing. Not a single panty or bra was seen. Because I, I don't really own either. <laughs> Definitely don't own any bras anymore. Those are done. <laughs> Panties are going out of style, too. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. So, how are you, darling? Drinking out of that booty cup? I'm. I'm great. I'm great. I'm tan still. 
Still tan, guys. It's September, and I'm still still tan. She's just bragging because we filmed this in <laughs> July. Why the fuck are you exposing us? Shut the fuck up with your big old mouth. I'm a podcaster, bitch. What did you expect? You're supposed to go with the program. Welcome to September. It is Sexual <laughs> Wellness September. And, you know, we're some sexually well women. And we're here to bring you the sexual wellness of September. And all 365, actually. Because... Don't wait till September to get sexy, bitch. It's for you to access all year long, even past living. Wow. I'm going to be casket sexy even when I go. Casket sexy? Hmm. I want you to, I want my nipple to be out a little bit on my, in my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I, at my funeral. So you're going to have an open casket? You're going to be in a casket? No, but that sounded good. <laughs> at my funeral, I want my nipple to be, I want to wear a sheer dress. <laughs> Mama, make sure you put on my number one club outfit when I die, because everybody going to know I was that bitch <laughs> in life and in death, ho. <laughs> make sure you got bottle service, too. <laughs> I want I want a little, like, I want a little, like, chest, like, little ice chest with, like, some Moet or something, the pink one. Why do you sound like a white woman? Like, <laughs> white country woman. Where where are we? I'm confused. What, what? Somewhere in America, are white we woman. At the, are we at the club? Are we at the club? Or where the fuck? <laughs> we're at the club in middle America <laughs> with a white woman who has a bob cut and hoop earrings on. And her husband name is Jamal. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Jamal Jr. is coming up next. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, we have an amazing <laughs> guest here who's equally as funny as my friend here, Jamila Matt. <laughs> Thanks for talking about whole government. <laughs> um, I would like to welcome to the show your favorite cousin, father's Your favorite cousins, cousins from fa- your daddy's side. <laughs> your favorite, what? Your favorite <laughs> distant cousin from your daddy's side in, in a not so quiet storm. <laughs> yeah. I knew I was going to fuck it up. I know, I see. I knew it was a lot was of words. It was a lot of words. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Duran. Thank you for Bernard, having me. Producer, lyricist, artist, extraordinaire. Comedian. Comedian. Are you? Are you yeah, you are. You're pretty. Therapist on the side. Are, are you? you? I mean, well, you know, I, I give pretty sound advice <laughs> about sex. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect for sexual wellness September because we've got questions. Mm. Um. So. Uh, I don't know that much about you. I looked on your Wikipedias. I looked on your page. I, know- I did too. I, was like, <laughs> <laughs> I know like all the standard things. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know that you um, are an incredible singer. I know that you are an incredible writer. I know that you've toured with the Queen Mother herself, who I'm fucking obsessed with, and I'm going to make you, force you, somehow get you to get her on my show. Yep. Eric Wadu. Um <laughs> And also... Um, that you just exude joy. That's what I get from you. Just happiness and joy. And then as you sat in here, you said, I'm very connected to my inner child. And I love that. It's not something you hear very often. So um, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited to have you. And I want to dive into the inner child shit because I'm so curious as to, A, how you've kept that alive or did you have to rediscover this inner child? Or is it just always been just ever present? He's always been there. Always present. Yeah. Especially, and I have my mom to thank for that. So, where where are you? Where'd you grow up? Where are you from? So 
I grew up in Cleveland, <laughs> literally down the street from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, we love Bone wake Thugs up, in LA. Wake up, wake, wake up. up. Oh, yeah. I, did, I almost didn't know they were from Cleveland. I thought for sure they were from LA. I thought they were from LA. It's the first of the month. We're going to just everybody. And I'm going to miss everybody, everybody. <laughs> now. Nope. Yeah, so they grew up on 99th in St. Clair. I grew up on 93rd. Oh, wow. Okay. And I am the product of two musicians mm. who play instruments and sing and uh, utilize their musical skills to make a living. Mm -hmm. And they kind of passed that on to me. So they were investing a lot, uh, especially me being homeschooled and the only child. Were you homeschooled your whole life? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And was that, why did you your parents choose to homeschool you? Because they knew that the, the school system was a fucked up place? Or So <laughs> let's talk about how Cheryl and, <clears throat> hello there. Uh, she was teaching um, music straight out of uh, college. So she was teaching actually elementary um, school. Um, and that's actually where she met my dad. Um, he was 10 at the time. She was 22. Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I was like, wait, did we skip apart? Where, like they were in elementary together? <laughs> I mean, well, they were together, but not together like that. She was teaching him. Uh, along with his other um, siblings as well. So your mom was your dad's teacher? Yes. And one day after class, he went to my Uncle Juan and said, when I grow up, I'm going to marry Miss Malvin. And 18 years later, did just that. Wow. wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would love, how did that, how did they just kept in touch? Or? No, no, no. So. Question. That's a long story. <laughs> so, so my, um, my uncle suit coat at the time. Uh, he was he took my dad with him to run an errand and happened to be at my mom's job at the time. She was working at a gospel radio station called WABQ. And um, she was coming out of her job and my dad happened to see her and he ran to her from the car and he didn't call her Miss Malvin. That would have been a dead giveaway, but no, he called her Sherlin. Mm. And so she did not know who he was at first, but she had been doing a lot of things you know, in the city and in the community, so she didn't know who it could have been, but mm. she just knew. She was that uh, beat. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sanctified. <laughs> and they went on a date. Mm. And Oh, he didn't tell her at all. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It gets good. Play, play. So they went on a date or two. I think by the second date, he brought her back to his home where his family was. They're sitting in the living room talking. And my aunt comes in. And, you know, she sees it. And then my uncle comes in and my dad goes hey Juan look, look who this is and he fixes his glasses and he's like Miss Malvin my old school teacher and my mother went like so she looked at my aunt and she had to you know borrow the two and then she looked at my uncle and then she carried the foe and then she looked at my father and she's like oh my god and she couldn't even look at my at, at my grandmother at the time because she knew her as 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 sister as sister Fairby. You know, that was so they knew each other in, in, in ministry. So at first she was going to just X that out. That was not happening. And he she said that he called her a hypocrite. Because it was like, we was all cool, everything was fine until you find out that I used to be your student. Like I'm an adult now. Mm. And she said that it was just his character, how um People loved and liked him. His relationship with my grandmother, you know, she was paying attention to a lot of things. But it was only, they only dated for a year before they got married. And two years later, had me. 
Are you the only child? I'm the I'm my parents' only child. Some shit is just written in the stars, baby, and he knew, okay? He said, Listen, that's mine. That's not that no, right seriously. there, that's mine, okay? Seriously. And Sherilyn, that is all me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a relief. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's a very unique parent uh, origin story. I know, right? So how how did music, I mean, obviously, I know music was in your household, but did, did your parents early on identify that you were, like, musically inclined, talented? I mean... I always say the music took me serious before I took it serious mm-hmm. because it was always in the house. There was always, and because my mother was also teaching me, um, music was somehow ingrained into the curriculum somehow, some type of way. So even after I did, you know, my worksheets, there would be a piano lesson or we'd be singing something or, you know, so, uh, yeah, I didn't know what I wanted. I thought I wanted to be an actor or a firefighter or... <laughs> An esthetician, because I like picking at things, you know, so. <laughs> That's me, child. You know I'm, I'm an esthetician. So it wasn't until I was 16 years old when my dad brought me on the road with him uh, with Earth, Wind & Fire, because he's an audio engineer. So he's been taking care of a lot of clients. He did Jill Scott's first tour. What? He did Whitney's last tour. Oh. Um, he did Nelly and the Saint Lunatics. He did Cash Money oh. Millionaires. Oh. Uh, Rihanna, he did the Watch the Tone, uh, Watch the Tone, uh, Watch the Throne tour. Okay, Daddy's a legend. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, he did Bob the Builder as well. Okay, Daddy's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> that really put, that really put out the cherry on, the, top. on these On these road streets. So I, was, I came in as a production assistant and also working in merch. And I got a chance to see the behind the scenes, as I call the hive, that makes everything work on stage. Mm. And so after that tour, he said, is this what you would like to do? And I said, yes, I would like to give this a try. So he's been managing me since then. Oh, nice. He manage, oh, he's still making you manage you now? Wow. Mm-hmm. The family. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so being uh, at home and homeschooling and being in a musical family, where, how, how, I get, we were talking about this earlier about like um, just your inner child and we were also talking about beating your kids and mm-hmm. how, you, how we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> What was it like? What was it about where your parents, I guess, rearing that allowed you to kind of keep that alive? Because I feel like a lot of times it'd be the parents that be killing the inner child. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, one thing that I have to say is I had I had two different dynamics uh, with my parents. My father did more of the raising with teaching sprinkled over it. My mother was teaching and guiding. That was the foundation with a little bit of raising. See, when you're raising, I was told we raise cattle. Mm. We don't raise human beings. We guide and and teach little people. And so um, because she was a teacher, she already had patience. And as someone, as, as a friend of mine, Chris, so eloquently put it, she didn't put your humanity on probation just because you were new here. Mm. You know, she had enough respect for my human intellect that if I asked a question, she answered it. It wasn't because I said so. Mm. They taught me independence. You know, uh, she would give me um, an errand to run where, you know, she would, we would run errands together and she said, okay, take this in there and go to the, you know, to the front desk and give this to such and such. And if you don't know, just ask. So she always let me know questions are always all right. And nothing was ever off the table. And so that curiosity um, was maintained and so now I know what parts of me can get triggered, whether that's my inner child or my inner teenager, you know, so things like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Wow, your mother is a 
a force. Listen, she was doing the gentle parenting before gentle parenting was even a thing. Which is so <clears throat> crazy because you would think, like, if I was a teacher, I would get home and have no patience. Same for thing. Homework. There's Same just no way. Thing. I that literally. I'm like, you would have thought, but she was like, no, nah, not mine. We, he gonna stay here with me. Mm. And so, the, my thespianism and how I express myself uh, that that that's that's my mom right there because it's untainted. Mm-hmm. Your, your expression hasn't been tainted where at a lot of times at young ages for kids early on you learn like to shut the fuck up because someone's probably told you shh, 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 sit down well, be quiet well here's the thing with that it was cool when I was in the house it was an issue when I went outside mm. that was where the issue became or you know niggas would take the scenic route to get over to where I was to bother me mm. you know so that's kind of what that was but that also developed Thick skin, it taught me boundaries, you know. Even when my dad was, you know, he would let me know, look, you, you got to get respect in order to give it as well. You know, it's not just a one-way street. So in in time, sometimes the things that our parents teach us, we end up using those things on them. Mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, right, when, they don't, when they're trying to short you on respect. Like, didn't you say? Oh, yeah. Ma'am? Oh, yeah, the thinking before acting, the, you know, all that stuff. I, I, I had to use that on them. And I think those are those are moments when you realize, yeah, we are becoming adults. You know, we we are our own person, you know, at, 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 and especially at some point, they're not even raising anymore. They're keeping us. Mm. They're providing shelter. Right. You know, and that's so, true. Yeah. I mean, but you let a parent tell it. That's not the truth. <laughs> Maybe like I, you're a child forever. You're a child. You're my child. And I think, I mean, even as, you know, we're both moms, so we have to remember that. And I also have to remember that, too, because I felt that way with my own mom and not trying, remembering not to bring those things with me to my child. Mm-hmm. And the, because I said so. Yeah. And because I want her to be able to ask questions. But then sometimes it's just easier to just do that, you know, when you're tired and you're just like, because I said so. Yeah. But ultimately, I mean, I think, I think like maybe five or ten, because I said so, hopefully won't. <laughs> not, not five, or ten. Like we got like five or ten of them. Don't kill her whole curiosity. We got like five or ten of them in motherhood, right? Like maybe a strong twenty, and past that, then it's abuse. So, so, so there was one time where my my mother was giving me some chores to do around the house, and I had to be maybe four or five, and it was you know okay, I need you to pick up your room. Uh, I need you to to vacuum because I like to vacuum. She was also teaching me how to wash clothes and iron at six years old as well. You know, oh, yeah, listen, we we got our life skills together. (laughs) And after she gave me the rundown, I said, okay, and what are you going to be doing? (laughs) I was just genuinely curious. Like, (laughs) Like, I know what I'm going to be doing. What you going to be doing? What's on your agenda, man? And she's like, if I told you what I had to do, it would make your head spin. Now go clean your room, please. (laughs) You know, so in some cases, it's like, sir. (laughs) How dare you? I'm paying the bills. (laughs) (laughs) But also, too, I have to make sure that I remind people is you're not doing your kids a a favor by rearranging your life to accommodate them because they didn't ask to be here. I did not ask to be here. Yeah. Which is why I am high all the time. (laughs) Speaking of high... Light that shit up. Yeah. Sweetie Pie, let me light this backwood up. I don't yes. know if you've ever had the vanilla backwood. Oh, I love vanilla. I know. Ew. 
you know, the vanilla. We done ran we ran out of honey. Normally we put the little drip it with the honey, but we're low. What does on the honey, honey do? It seals it, it helps it burn slower and it gives you that sweet a little sweet little little. sweet taste. Mm. You know? Mmm. <sighs> can't wait to hit that blunt. It's the first blunt of the day for me. Really? Yeah, and it's it's kinda late in the day for that. Okay. I wonder if bitch has been stressed. That's the oh, thing about Bitch, I smoked, a, I smoked a whole backwood yesterday. To yourself? So, yeah, well, pretty much me and Orlando sat here and smoked it. And this is the... Oh, thank you. Okay, fanny pack. Let through. no breeze formed against my blunt shell prosper. And that's when you take on the mountain to go skiing or okay. something. <laughs> I um, ate here, and then I went home. And I was, this is when I was like, do I need to stop smoking weed? Like, this is excessive. Mm-mm, don't say that. And I stopped. I, I was like, let me, I was like, I'm going to take the long way home. Because ask Orlando, like, I was trying to find every excuse not to go home last night. I was like, yeah, what can I rearrange in here? Like, I just did not want to go home and be a mom. <laughs> I was literally trying what to. What time did you leave? Uh, like, 8, 7.30. <laughs> okay, I, so my, I had my, is this still got, not going? Um, hey, let me hit this one more time. Thank you. Ah! but no i was like you know listen if you're a parent you can relate you'd be sitting in the car for like 30 minutes on your phone just Mm -hmm. trying to like not go inside not go inside or just wrap up the few things you got to do because you won't you know once you get in there they're either gonna be like get off your phone or whatever the fuck (laughs) so i was like let me just i was like oh i'm in like Oh, we have some content to shoot. Let me shoot that one here. <laughs> I was like, hmm, what else could I do? And then I was like, let me turn the lights on in here. Maybe I'll do like a, a day with me at the podcast studio. It's like 7 o'clock at night, bitch. No one's here. <laughs> <laughs> Not a day with me, just me. <laughs> and he wasn't here. He left, and then like he came back, and then I was like, want to smoke again? <laughs> so then we smoked again, and then... I was driving. Then I was like, I'm not going to get on the freeway. I'm going to take Ventura all the way down. <laughs> So I took Ventura all the way down to where oh, my I live, which is not that far, but it's, it's unnecessary. Enough. It's unnecessary. And then as I was driving, because you know what my plan was, was like, okay, well, maybe if I drive down Ventura, I'll see some like delicious snacks or something not that I won't see on the freeway. So it's very important that I drive down Ventura. So I drive down Ventura and then I do. I spot the, what's it called? The, the Taipan truck? Do you remember those trucks? No. The, the Tepican? I don't know. It's the it's the truck that has like the teriyaki chicken and the rice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, like the Benihana truck. Mm-hmm, the Benihana truck. And um, so I was like... I'm not hungry, but I could be. I so could. I, <laughs> I could make myself. I could. I could this myself. will prolong my entry home. So then I got over there, and then I ordered that, and then I immediately opened it, and I was starving. It was like I hadn't eaten all day. I ate the whole thing in my car. And these are <laughs> big. Like, it's like a big plate with rice. Then I got home, and then I was like, I'm so high. And I was like, I want dessert. So then I cut open a mango, <laughs> ate that, and then literally felt like I was going to throw up. And I was like, I'm going to barf. And Ari was like, Mommy, what's wrong with you? I was like, I'm not well. And I was like, do I need to stop smoking weed? Like, I was eating so excessively. And then right before we went to bed, because I ordered an extra fried rice just in case she wanted it, but also just in case I was still hungry. Right as I'm, like, laying in bed, I'm like, should I go have a few more bites of that rice? <laughs> I was like, bitch, go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> so anyway, that's my long story of me contemplating if I need to stop smoking weed. But here I am. 
<laughs> I mean, food is one of those things. I always want question if I have. Give me that. Give me that. <laughs> Do I have issues with food? Like, I'm skinny, but like, I can look at three Instagram posts and then want exactly what I see, and then I can't rest until I get the exact meal that I saw on somebody else's page. I'm like, now I need to have this. Must go to Benihana. Yeah, must- but you pick at food. No, I eat it. Yeah, no, you pick at it. You like eat it a little. I eat it now. I eat it. I eat at night. You'll eat like you'll eat the same plate like three times. Yeah, because I I mostly eat at night. In the daytime, my appetite like I haven't really smoked all. Like I don't get that hungry. I have to force myself to eat, and then like at nightfall, then I'm starving. But when I came home from the retreat, Orlando's like, "You look thicker." I was like, "I've been eating three times a day. (laughs) I've been eating three times a day for two weeks. Mm. My butt is big, y'all. Big and juicy." Thank you. Oh, my goodness. No. So go ahead. I think when you're a parent, solo time is really like a thing, you know, like you're like, especially as a mom, like you're constantly with people, your partner, your daughter, your kid. I think I, I drove down from tour the other day, too. Bitch, I didn't want to go home. And then I knew it. It's exactly what I thought was going <laughs> to fucking happen. I got in that house and she was like, mommy, mommy, <laughs> look what I did. Can I can we can we play? Can we play hide and go seek? I was like, I didn't go and then she, I'm like I'm not high enough maybe I need to smoke again <laughs> then she was like then I like hit it with a pillow she's like pillow fight I was like no <laughs> weed like, makes you a better parent and then I was like can we just like cuddle and watch a movie and I just saw her little like fucking heart die a they little bit ne- they never want to just chill They're like they don't want to just cuddle and watch a movie they want to do active play where you're moving around and looking for them and like going like doing lots of gyrating is and tiktoks the, is she the only one yeah Gotcha. I laid on the bed. She's like, hey, I want to show you something. Come into the other room. I want to show you something. I was like, what do you want to show me? Just come. I get up. Does she want to show me something? No. She doesn't want to show me shit. She just wanted me to get up. Just to get up. And I was like, Ugh. Kids, I mean, this is not a popular statement, but kids are, kids are annoying. <laughs> they really are. Like, they don't, it's like, they just, it's not their fault. She can at, hear you. At one Why point. Why do you have the volume on up there? What's wrong with you? No, she, no, <laughs> you're, you're not lying. Because at one point, we were liabilities too. <laughs> No, I always say this: children are liabilities because there's uh, there's the heart outside of you you can't even do shit about, and also, mm. and then that's what makes me feel guilty is that this is they're the heart outside of you you can't Jeez. do shit about it. It's a liability. Just like mm. go go walk around the earth, and so what? Something I can make sure I can try to like monitor you from the long distance away, and I can't. But like I do remember being a kid and just wanting to fucking play, and now like this is play. Yes, <laughs> yes. But you can't do this. So and you know what else we love too. Rest. I love a rest. Nap. And guess what kids don't like? Rest. They because refuse. they feel like they're missing out on things. They fucking refuse to I could but last yesterday, yo, I, I was like I was in the house with with Luna and my friend. Luna was like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. I was like, you know what we're about to do? I'm about to go to the we're about to go to a party. Get dressed. <laughs> she was like, I don't I don't want to go. I was like, we're going because you need activity. We went to the pool party. It was one thing one thing about me as a mom. You going you wanna you wanna kick it? Let me show you how we kick it. Okay. We're going to the rooftop in Beverly Hills. <laughs> put, on your, put on your good put on your good crocs, baby. We going out. <laughs> and yes we did. She was like, come with me to the pool. I'm like, listen, I'm over here. I'll look at you over here. I did some pirouettes by the pool. I did some cartwheels. And then I put her off on somebody else who wanted to do pirouettes and cartwheels by the pool. And then I ordered a drink. And then after that, my friend met me and I was like, oh, we still, oh, we, are we still outside. We're going to dinner now. <laughs> I was like, oh, you want to play? This is mommy's play. This is what we do. We meet friends and we drink in different locations around Hollywood. <laughs> and sure enough, my friend came. I got my third drink and I was like, now we're going to eat. You know how you like to eat every five minutes? Mm-hmm. Now we're going to a classy dinner. Our, our, shout out to Cashley. She 
balls out of control. Ordered a bottle of champagne, a bottle of Moet at dinner. It's probably three hundred dollars. I don't even know, but I was she like, fancy. she's so fancy. That's what I was like. She's like, you, my treat. I was like, come on, Luna. Oh, listen, <laughs> them the magic words. She said, my treat. I said, honey, we going out. Luna was like, I'm tired. I just want to go home and put on a t-shirt. I was like, we playing. We outside. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you can't. Oh, you can't kick it too much. I was like. Ten more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'm like, we're gonna, we're not, you're not gonna lock me in the house and play hide, hide and seek me to death. We're going outside I to am do shit. Screaming. <laughs> and then she was like, "This pool looks like the other rooftop pool we went to." I was like, "Why does my child know every rooftop pool in fucking LA?" I was like, "That was the London. It does kind of look like that. This one, I've never been to this one." <laughs> She's been to every motherfucking rooftop pool because that is the playground for mommy. And I, this is where we're going to play together with my friends where there's a bar and a pool. <laughs> okay? Because I cannot, you will not hide and go seek me to death. Okay. <laughs> you want kids? So, do I want children? Yes. Do I feel that it's a good idea for me right now? No. Only because my rent, my car... Health insurance, <clears throat> those are my kids. Mm. And then, of course, the, the grandchildren, Wi-Fi, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Not the grandchildren. Prime. All the subscription services. Uh, yeah. Those it, are expensive. It's, it's a lot. And uh, just... Still less than cable. Though. I feel... I, I mean, this is this is just me. I think this is the part where I've, I've reached in my life. <clears throat> I feel it's only fair if I, just me, if <laughs> I have children, I need to be able to provide, the, provide them with a life where they don't have to do anything. They can literally just be... Not to say that they won't understand certain ethic or have certain life skills, but they're not about to be working to die. They're not about to be in debt, you know, because the American dream is to get go to college and get an education when that's putting you in more debt. Putting, because now once you get out, you're <coughs> overqualified and there's no jobs. It's, 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 it's like, it's wait a minute. System. Adulthood wait. is grim as fuck. When you realize like it's never ending and there's never going to be a time there's not a bill due or else like you'll be homeless, that is a devastating realization. Like, why did you bring me here so I could work the rest of my life and pay taxes to the government that doesn't even fuck with me? Speaking of paying taxes, I feel like random. I feel that if you have to pay taxes, you should be able to vote. So, 15. If you're working at 15 and they're taking taxes out of your check, you should be able to vote. Yeah, and and I want to hear about well they don't know uh, about this and that. And that's the third. true. How, you don't know. That's what I'm saying. How many adults have we seen on know. national television? Not no shit. Not no now. But Who they is have the, the governor of your city. I'll wait. Newman. Who's New the mayor? Newman. I'm just saying, people don't Newman? even have the answers to those questions in, our, in the fucking voting booth. I'm like, yeah. but I don't know about y'all, but when I worked at Whole Foods at 16, I was putting exempt. I wasn't paying shit. My mom told me to put exempt. I was putting exempt probably till last year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so I'm not exempt no more. Remember, you could use, you could use, you could file exempt if you don't have any dependents under. Now get that ash on the on the couch now. Okay, your nipples about to come out, my love. It's once it's fighting it. Mm-hmm. Go back in. We gotta name her. What is she gonna call her? Like Minnie, <laughs> Missy. <laughs> Get back in, Missy. That's the right one. She don't like to. She come up. I feel like the cilantro. Cilantro. Yeah. Yeah. She, that seems extra. Like this titty. Because <laughs> trust me, if this wasn't going to go on any social platforms, a bitch would would likely do a it whole. Typically, pot. is that titty too? I would do a whole podcast. Is that the new podcast, Topless Podcast? Because well, I would. Don't prefer- you remember the guys were cooking naked oh, on yeah. Patreon? Oh yeah, they were killing it. I would do that. Bake the, so, naked, the naked bakers or some shit? I think that's how you make, that's how you like unsexualize nudity. Oh my God, that's that's the new thing. No, seriously. <laughs> I'm unsexualizing nudity. Seriously, no, seriously. This is something that I've wanted to do for the longest. 
I wanted to do a nude photo shoot. Very tasteful. The kicker is, is that everything is going to be shown and the air condition is going to be on blast. <laughs> That's brave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I want to take as much sexuality out of the photos as possible. Mm. And and also wait yes. wait I was like why does the air conditioning take <laughs> oh, the sexuality? Oh, oh he know he know why the air condition oh, would be on. Know. Yep, yep. I I want to we also, just here. Yeah, I just want to represent for the growers, not the showers. You know as well. <clears throat> not the growers, not the showers. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a normalized I'm a, growers, not showers. Yeah, normalized. you're a grower. Yes. That's a nice surprise, though. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like, it's, like, it's like fucking the librarian, and then she takes off her clothes, and she has, like, her nipples pierced. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't see that. I, I like a little surprise now. Yes. That's a good, that's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I only know that because when I worked at Whole Foods when I was 16, we had this very <laughs> white square manager, the team leader, you know, and she was just so square. And one day I looked over and I looked through her shirt and that little bitch had nipple piercings. And I said, I didn't see that coming. And I was like, I need those. <laughs> and what did I say? You can get those. I could get those. Okay. That's what I said. I like, I, like what that, I like what you just did there. And then what did my 16-year-old ass go do? Got her nipples pierced. And that was not a good idea. When I was 16, <laughs> I got my navel pierced. I did that too. I pierced my navel. At, you did it yourself. At fourteen. That's yeah. some real valley oh, white girl shit. It didn't work out very well. I was about to say it yeah. got infected. It was a whole thing. You went all the way through. Oh, yeah. I think I tried to start, and then I was like, nah, nah. I, but I didn't. Obviously, I didn't do it with a real like. I did you did like an a earring. safety pin. Yeah. I did with an earring. Yeah, and safety pin. I put an earring in there. Oh, it wasn't good. But I felt. I think I need to re-pierce my navel. I think it's gonna bring back my inner teenager. Did you, do wait, are you pierced on the top or the bottom? The top. I'm okay, the bottom. I was. I'm a top elitist. I think. Why the fuck would you pierce your belly? Mine bottom. was really and the cute. The hole is still there. Mine too. Mine was really cute. I can't put anything in. I never understood. The let's bottom. after this. Let's all come on. Let's just all go repierce our belly. Because mine button. was on the top. I just like never... we're 16. <laughs> come on, let's do it. It'll be so fun. Bring wait, wait, but belly piercings back. <laughs> but see, my parents took me to go get my mine pierced as well. It like both of them were there. It was. Oh, that was sweet. That's it was like the a support. family affair. See, see what you just did. Oh no. See. So your parents, they were cool with your sexuality. Uh, I didn't say what all that. You, what is a belly? What is his name? I mean, I'm saying. See, here's the thing. I'm they were. Sick. I think. So here's the here's the thing. They were they were okay with me expressing myself. I think that aspect of it is where it kind of hit them in the gut a little bit because they're still, you know, they're they're Christian. And it was more so my mom than my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were feeling, you know, we didn't pray enough. We didn't do this enough. We didn't. That's do why that he's enough. getting his belly button pierced. You know, he's been praying and so, but here's the thing. I think life just life showed them um, with their friend group. Oh yeah, you need to lick her on the side. That's what you put this one out and pull out yours because okay, that is what that is what she said. And let me tell you, (laughs) let's show your friend now. (laughs) A parade's report for everybody. Um, No, uh, uh, their friends that they knew. Especially from church, no shade. <clears throat> but a lot of their friends' children, they were in jail, mm. out on the street, doing this, you know, getting pregnant, and here I am, liking boys. Like you know, like, so, like, 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 like fuck it, just take, know, let's so just take it. it, let's just not even, let's not even beat yeah, it out. Yeah, so of it kind of made them appreciate all of the things that I wasn't, and start being grateful for the things that I was. Because mm. mm-hmm. so many great qualities about me that my parents have um, implemented as well as I've, you know, accumulated on my own. 
But shout out to them for like being having the wherewithal to understand that because I was using them. That was trying to use that on my like that line on my parents. And it didn't slide so well. I was like, "Why are you mad at me? I'm just fucking. I could, I could be doing a lot of bad shit, like getting pregnant, doing drugs." I was like, "God, they're so fucking dramatic." Now, now here's here's something that I I I just recently uh, shared in the way that I'm sharing it. Um, so there was a time where uh, I told my father at 14 pretty much <clears throat> that I'm not scared of him anymore. And also this whooping thing, this is going to stop. We're not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And I said it very softly. It wasn't, it was very unprovoked as well, but it just been sitting <laughs> on my chest. Mm-hmm. And we were in my room at the time, but this is when I had a family computer. <laughs> so my mother was on the computer and she turns around and my mother is as white as this curtain. Cause she's like, Oh my God, what did you just say? And he said, what did you say? And I repeated myself. I said, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And if you try to whoop me for something that, especially if I didn't do it, then I'm going to resist. (laughs) Now, mind you, my father is 6'2", you know, towering over me. But there was was just this, I just reached my my peak. Mm. And also, I was implementing the things that he taught me because... I just was, I I got tired of living under the same roof with someone that I was afraid of. I loved, but I'm also afraid of you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And so also to, to include that my, my dad is a third degree martial, uh, martial artist. Oh shit. So Shaolin Gung Fu. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody wants to mess with him. And we went down into the basement and he gets in front of me and he gets into his stance and he's like, okay, let's go. And I stood there, not moving with my hands to my side. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what What are you doing? And I think that also goes into play of how I've, the emotional resilience and intelligence that they've also um, implemented, instilled, in instilled in me. So even, I'm not going to re- respond to this. I'm not going to react to that. Because you taught me not to. Because you taught me not to. Mm-hmm. And so he, when he saw that, it was just like, it made him, I feel like he had a moment where it was just like, okay, I'm tripping. Like, okay. I guess, I guess this won't work. And that was the last time that we had ever had to talk about that. Mm. And then a couple years later, unsolicited, <clears throat> I got an apology. Mm. He said, I really wish I hadn't whooped on you. I wish I would have talked to you instead. Mm. But by that time, I'd already forgave him, you know, because I understood he wasn't taught certain things he didn't have certain patience like my mom oh here you go like my mom did you know so we've me and my parents we've been able to grow individually as well as collectively and i think we did pretty good without therapy i would have liked it that would have that would have been real dope if we had those those tools but the fact that we did it without that and just listening to one another because their thing was regardless of what we're going through throwing you out is not an option you, you invested know, too much. That, you know what I'm saying? And I'm my mother's only child. She had me when she was 41. You know, so it's it's a lot that that is that has gone into this us, as I call us, the tripod. Mm. That's Aww, our I that's our that. that's our group chat. That's, a, that's <laughs> so cute. That's a beautiful story. I feel like I was like, is this a scene from a movie? I felt like <laughs> right. I really see it happen. Yeah. Right. Right. And it is when like as this as the child teaching the parent the lesson and a blessing that your father didn't just whoop your ass yeah. because a lot of parents would be like nigga what the fuck you say no no a friend you know? of, a friend of mine definitely 
said that he tried that with his father and his, <laughs> oh, and his father whooped him. Oh, man. And my thing was I got to a point where, and you know how you think about certain trajectories in your life, like just one decision could have altered everything. And I think about had that not been respected, y'all would know me on a level that would not be positive at all mm. because it was going to be a me or you situation and you might be able to whoop my ass, but I can take you up out of here. Right. Like you will not be able to sleep under this roof if you put your hands on me again. Yeah, like that's where we got. Like I, that's just where I was in my mind because it was going to get to that. Yeah, it yeah, because and it doesn't need to be that way. And mm. so there's a <clears throat> there's something that that parents need to understand. There's a fine line between a child fearing you and respecting you. Your disappointment should be enough because they respect your they, they respect, respect your opinion you, so much. You know, yeah. Like, but also, but that comes with building trust and understanding that they can come to you, talk to you. You can hear them. It's not just seeing me and not hearing me, you know, and this whole thing about, you know, I'm not your little friend. One thing that I love about my mother, she let me know from the, from, from, from the moment that I was able to conceptualize language. I'm your friend, just not one of your little ones. Mm. <laughs> I'm absolutely your friend. I'm your, your best friend, you know, and, th- and she is. And so, and I understood that there are things that I can <laughs> do and say with her that I can't, you know, that I might can do with, you know, the homies, but not her because I have a respect for her. So <coughs> I'm your oh, yes. friend, but just not, not one, one of your, your little, little ones. ones, but that's real. I think and, and that's, <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yes. Mama. Yeah. I'm going to have to say that <laughs> one. Some one liner, <laughs> but Thank God for their emotional maturity, you know, their emotional intelligence, because a lot of parents, you start to grow up and you start to realize like they're children and they're not emotionally mature and they haven't evolved in that way. And just because Mm -hmm. you have a house and a job and you take care and keep kids alive does not necessarily mean you have the tools. And even us talking about like how we parent or like because I said so, sometimes I find myself doing things I don't even believe in because that's the only reference to parenting I know. That's Mm. the parenting that I received. And so I can consciously know, like, this is a whole ass human who probably has been here way more times than me. So, like, the respect is is there because I know I respect her intelligence but it's crazy how you could just like resort to reverting into just the programming if you're not actively working against it because... You have to work. It has to. You, it has to feel. Has to be committed. You have to be committed to it. That and it's also not eat like gentle parenting. This undoing and deprogramming. It takes a lot out of you. One thing I would like to say: when parents have the misconception of saying, um, "I was fifteen once. I was seventeen once. You weren't seventeen when technology was what it is." And yeah, and and one thing I remember one time my dad <laughs> said, "You know, ain't nothing new under the sun." I was like, "Yeah, but the sun ain't seen tomorrow." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the family, a one-liner. <laughs> like, one-liner family. Like, it ain't seen tomorrow now, you know? So we have to understand that each person is is different and we're having our own experiences. This day is being experienced 8 billion different ways. Literally. This is somebody's best day. This is somebody's worst day. This is somebody's first day. This is somebody's last, last day. day. Ooh. And don't forget the stuff in between. It's just, man. Just day. a regular day. Just a regular. Just, just like yesterday. Yeah. And the t- 100 days before that, because every day is similar. <clears throat> yeah. That's impro- that's profound. When you really <laughs> think about it that way. I've never really thought about it that way. And it makes you, it feels so important, but also not important at all. Like, that's why you have to just Cause, live. That's why you just have to live. Would you want, would you want to be 16 in 2023? Fuck no. You couldn't pay me. 
No. You could not pay me. I shudder at the at the thought of having access to Twitter and Snapchat at twelve. Uh, right. Shit. I mean, yeah. Because what did I have at twelve? Wild Wild West. You had the skates. You had like the. Sh- I had outside. They had online. Okay. I was on the internet though. I remember age, sex, location. Like oh yes, AOL, dial-up. AOL. But you weren't on it like how we're on. Yeah. Yeah. No. You had first. First of all, we have family computers. Right, we had to share. You could only be on there like maybe 30 minutes. No, to an hour. If no one was home, maybe an hour, you right. really that, get into it, you that. know? But they had friends over. Yeah. Yeah. And downloading a, a single song, please. <laughs> okay, can't like... LimeWire? Uh, it's my time. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. My, my rotation's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm <laughs> the queen of fucking up rotation. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, LimeWire and Napster. Kazaa, like, Morpheus. Wow. Yeah. I mean, even you saying like you went to go get your your navel pierced, and like they both went with you and supported you, and you were sixteen, and like even your mom being involved in the church, that's huge for then, you know, like when you were six, like sixteen years ago and shit. So, so it's, let me let me let me give you just a little tidbit because I'm I'm writing my book. Okay, and I am uh, I have different chapters. I went about my dad, went about my mom, one about my mom. I was talking about the times where. Uh, people have spoke about me in her presence, and she lit into the ass. One time, we were in church, and I had to be maybe three, three or four, and her and a, uh, one of the ladies in the church caught eye of me running down the aisle, and the lady goes to my mother, oh, there comes that bad little fairy boy. And my mother was like, who are you talking about? <laughs> Like, no, your child is bad. You don't talk about my child. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, right in front of everybody. I'm there. She did not play. They bear in a skirt. Mm-mm, don't play with my, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, like, when you, have, when you have people in your life that have your back like that, and there was even some stuff that would happen. We couldn't even tell my dad because we didn't want him to go to jail. Because <laughs> he was going to whoop somebody's ass. Okay. Do not play about his family. So... Yeah, I'm great. I'm grateful for that kind of support, and that's the that's also the kind of support that I have around me as well. Mm. You know, well, you attract what you put out, and vice versa. It's and you and it and it's clear that you're a product of that. Mm-hmm. You know, of that energy. Like just like even saying I'm connected with my inner child. Like it take that's a that's a uphill battle, and you know, just existing. Like you said, if you have a kid, you want it to just live. Like. It's very rare that, especially as black people, especially as a black man, being able to tap into your joy always because it's yeah. difficult. There's a there's a quote that says, be happy without reason, mm. like a child. Because if you have a reason that you're happy, then someone can take that away. Mm. So be happy, happy without, without reason. reason. Is that the affirmation of the day? Well, I, and also, too, I look at this, different dimensions of it. <clears throat> I look at happiness like the checking account. That's easily accessed, and that can fluctuate. Then you got joy. That's the savings account. We don't touch that unless there's emergencies, you know, sometimes. <laughs> and then we got over here, right here, that's peace of mind. That's the Swiss bank account. Don't, don't even know about that. <laughs> they don't touch that. That is an abundance, mm. you know. So I definitely have peace of mind. You know, but that's also a daily practice because I always say you got to give yourself grace, take it moment by moment because a lot of shit can happen in a day. <sighs> say that shit again. <clears throat> I said take it moment mm. by moment because a lot of shit can happen in a day. It's grace, true. okay, grace is the word. It's true. 
gotta we gotta give grace like we give our kids. Parent, we gotta and parent. We have parents. And sometimes the parents don't even be giving their kids grace. They don't have patience. They don't have kindness because they don't even have it for themselves. Right, right. They weren't raised in that, and so it is. What's the quote? The trauma isn't your fault, but the healing is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to be an improvement on the design. They were using what they had at that time. Right. The whole point is to be the well their, their hope and your one duty. I feel like as a child who didn't ask to be here, you know, just try and be better. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. try to be. You are an, not. You are not your parents. Yeah, you're not your parents. You are you. Yeah. We're literally just souls coming through. You choosing people to come through, mm-hmm. you know, and then I lucked out. Ooh, ooh, I, I hit the I hit the lottery with Shirley and Menard. Oh <laughs> my god! If I didn't have anything else in life, my career, like none of these accolades, like just that kind of support that you can experience from two people who love one another, and then mm. that is a like how they love each other is how they love you. Mm. And then I'm the world is experiencing the echoes of that. Of that. It has had a farther reach. And I'm so glad that they're here to experience the world love on their child. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> like, I truly love them so much. They are just the best. And so progressive. Like, for them to be the age that they are and to be with rolling with technology, like, they are so active, mm. you know? So, so proud of them. That's beautiful. So beautiful. That's all a parent could ever hope their child says says of them. I know. Honestly. <laughs> Question for the room. Would you be friends with your parents if they weren't your parents? Mm. You're in these questions today. <laughs> Why are you trying to trigger me? <laughs> <laughs> On my own show. Baby, listen. The fuck? Listen, kind of listen. As Chris Gray said, I like being triggered because it's a catalyst for growth. Mm. Why am I being triggered? triggered. What is okay, that? Okay, I don't like that feeling. So let me get to the root let of that. Let me look at this. What is that? Let That's, me let me yeah. take inventory. <sighs> oh yes. Oh yes. See, we we're we're in a constant state of healing over here. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck nigga free is fun mm-hmm. and whatnot, but that's not the life that I'm living. I want to I want peace. Like I said, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of being in this era of strong and 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 stoic. Like, no. I want to be I want to be gentle. I want to be soft with myself. Right. Because the world is already finding brand new ways to whoop our ass every single day. Yeah, it's true. So why not be gentle with yourself? Mm. You owe that to yourself. You do. If anyone's going to be gentle with you, it's, it has to be you. or else to be. It's absolutely going to whoop your ass. And other people too, because like I said, got to set these boundaries. If I don't, you'll do them for me. It's just exhausting. It's just too exhausting to have to work that hard. You know, you have to just be. Yeah. You just have to even find the joy. I mean, it's a lot. It's easy to find the joy when you have two incredible parents. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm incredible. No, I'm incredibly fortunate. Yes. It, it was to a point where, the, like, my some of my friends around me, I felt bad that I had both parents because <laughs> everybody was either divorced or they had, you know, the single parent or, you know, something like that. And so... And then being friends with certain people at the time that made me feel bad for having that because my life reflected everything that they didn't have. Right. So and even the- and even with me attempting to share my parents and let them be around, you know, this and get encouraged, it still wasn't enough, you know. And so that's why it's important for at least the people in my circle as much as I can for 
you know, to connect with people that have their own thing going on, you know, that they have something to flourish so they're not looking at your relationship for validation or to complete them. Mm. You know, whether I'm here or not, you're going to be good. Right. And vice versa. That's that's what I need on all on all planes, whether that's platonic, you know, romantic, all that stuff. I, and I want and I want to be inspired by the people in my life, mm-hmm. too. I want to look at you and be like, baby, mm-hmm. you so on your shit. Yes. Like, yeah. I need to step my exactly. shit up. What? Yeah. That's my friend? That's my friend. Excuse me. me. You see my friend? You see. <laughs> you see her? That's I friend. know you see it. I know. I... It's a flex. It's a flex when your friend can pull up on a Thursday night and buy a bottle of Moet. Okay, bitch. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Or, or, like, or they're telling you what, what kind of breakthrough that they had in therapy. And, right. And, and, and now they're able to make room for other things that are going to help them grow. Like, mm-hmm. I lo- like, I love seeing my friends grow and excel just within themselves. Yeah. It brings me joy to have deep, heartfelt quite like really deep self-reflective conversations with my friends where they're asking about shadow work and if they're triggered and if this is a childhood thing Mm -hmm. am i projecting or is this like i'm like yes lord because i could be around a whole bunch of bitches talking about shit i've been i've i've experienced it and that shit is a true low vibrational like it will not inspire you you will be angry you will be upset it will be a comparison but like when all of your friends are leveling up like personally but like in spiritually that shit feels like the company you keep is absolutely it's a reflection of you it's a reflection of you're like oh i'm the shit because these are my fucking friends yeah yeah but some people never figure that part out there are some very there are some amazing people that continue to keep people around them that hold them back and they'll never reach their full potential that's based on that as like, people pleasers like their relatives and the reason I and, and I say the problem and I say that specifically because there's a difference between your family and your relatives mm-hmm. and folks need to sort that out quickly mm-hmm. yeah your relatives is who you share blood with and they ain't got nothing to do with you mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of grace that's being given in that area and it's I just gotta say this real quick cause <laughs> One of my friends ain't going to say who it is, but I do not like his mama. <laughs> I do not like her at all. And, and and it's more so just the disrespect that she shows my friend. And that's mm. like, that's my heart. And so it's it's like you are extending yourself so much to this person just because they gave birth to you. And maybe that was my, maybe the only decent thing that they ever did for you in the first place. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. If I catch her off the clock, I'm charging her ass up and I'm coming for that. <laughs> backslidden conditioned wig okay I'm coming for that thing alright them ashy ass ankles and them, and, them, and them tired ass kitten heels baby I'm coming for everything because he ain't gonna do it he not gonna do it so yeah I just want to say that I just that's how that's, and that's how I feel about my family like regardless of who is in your life like it don't, it don't matter if it's blood or not like if they're not treating you kindly if they're not adding, like, if they are stressing you out, like, do you know that stress is killing people? Right. Do you right. know that stress is killing people? That's why I say the thing, I only focus on shit I got control over. Because mm. what am I going to do about it mm. if I can't do nothing about it? That's true. So, <laughs> but, you yeah, know, I'll, I'll have time that uh, day, Stop so. giving family members grace. Yeah, no. Stop giving relatives to, grace. Relatives. Well, well sometimes, because I, I know friends, or I've experienced adults who have such a, like, well, it's my parents. Like, I have to respect them. Or, like, like I, I, I'm, I'm not that I respect my parents, but there's also, like, a level of, like, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Okay, Joanne and Miles? <laughs> I'm a lesbian now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Update. I'm not a lesbian anymore. I'm pregnant. 
<laughs> you know, but like get with it, get with okay, it, okay, get with it. I remember one like randomly, I just brought home a good girlfriend from college, and my mom was like, try to be like, be like, she can't sleep in your room, and I was like, ma'am. <laughs> I'm a lesbian and she's sleeping in my room. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? But like, I've seen people who are so stifled by the, the like pleasing their parents. And I just, I mean, maybe because it's a, a part of who I am, I can't help but be who I am. So I don't try to, you know, yeah. it's like that hard, <laughs> but I just, I can't imagine. I, I, there's, I can't imagine allowing someone to control in that way, just because you want to, them to be pleased essentially and like recently we had akashic record readings Mm -hmm. and like you know it's like a spiritual like it's like a google search of your soul and basically they tell like they're like some like you're just a soul coming through people and you might choose this person you might be wrong and like you fucked around you thought you're gonna have a better relationship but you chose it was not meant to be basically (laughs) like well okay well that I, i i get it like i could resonate with that and now i have less of a this like this attempt to do the impossible with someone that if you don't fucking like me, you don't respect me. Like what, what the fuck are we supposed to do with this? And what would be the craziest thing is if your parents instilled in you to believe in yourself and to, to, to advocate for yourself. And then in that same breath, they're trying to take away your voice. Mm. And, so, and, and that's, that's confusing. So, that's so, so, confusing. so, so for me, it's like my parents have poured so much into me, like support and love for myself because they're okay with me and it's not about accepting it's embracing mm. they ain't got to accept nothing that's already gonna be what it is but you can embrace that mm. so I'm embraced so what other motherfuckers say really doesn't permeate too too much too past, the, past the surface it, it might can ruffle a feather or two <laughs> right you know it might fuck up a lash <laughs> <laughs> you know but it ain't gonna have me really losing too much sleep mm. You know, because I understand, like, oof. Ooh, can I tell y'all a story? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so every time I tell this story, people, like, they just, they're like, I that could not have been me. <laughs> so back when I would, back in my, my early 20s, I would go out to the club. And I would go to the club by myself because I'm my only child. You know, I ain't going to wait on nobody. I'm doing what I got to do when I want to do it. <laughs> so this particular night, I'm there, um, and I'm sitting in this this area. Uh, that is a stage that kind of takes you over into the dance floor. And there are these group of guys that come by, and they look like they had pre-gamed a little bit. I'm very sober because I got to drive 45 minutes back to Cleveland from Akron. Okay. (laughs) And I had on this Phineas and Ferg hat where the brim was the bill of the duck. Mm. And one of the guys is trying to touch my my hat, and I'm, you know, excuse me. (laughs) And... After I do that and I turn around, he goes, Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Internally. <laughs> so I had about five to 10 seconds to immediately jump into myself and assess the situation. So we had one side of me that was like, Look, you can take an elbow to this nigga back of the head. <laughs> and like, because, you know, we ain't gonna play that. And then there was another version. That said, well, let's 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 go down the list. Uh, there's one of you. There's five of them. That's one. Number two, logical. You, yeah, right, you like out. coming to this establishment. So even if you are justified in defending yourself, they're gonna put everybody out, including you. 
Number three, and this is the question that I really want to know. Is your life in any immediate danger? It's not. Then you need to walk away. And that's what I did. At 24. That's the last question is, is the one that more people need to ask. Because if you really answer that honestly, yeah, it ain't. Because it's not, it's not necessary. It, it's really and Because ego. you understand, I have things to lose. Right. If I start cutting up a fool with your ass. Right. Yeah. You know, like right. we really need to start really thinking. That's what my parents will always say. Think before you act. Mm-hmm. That was something that was drilled in. You got to think. Yeah. So. Analyze. 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 Does this seem like a good motherfucking idea? Because <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I, I mean, I'm just thinking like at 35 right now today. <laughs> would I ever react like? This was a. It right. was a nice little. My head went. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But again, and also, also, I was sober. He was drunk. Right. Mm. That was the other that thing. Was another, right. Like I'm in my clear mind. <laughs> You're tripping. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah. i mean i think if a lot of people thought that i mean instinctually you want to like you know but i don't there's very little that would provoke me to violence that, that. there ha- i have felt rage though where i have i have <laughs> i have slapped a nigga before i did slap are you nigga. slapping people because i it, there's no excuse for it i think because <laughs> i experienced it myself like I experienced violence myself, and yeah. so I, that's how I started to learn how to like protect myself. And then when I would get angry, I felt like that was the only way. When I experienced violence, even if it was usually if it was like a violent form of communication, it triggered me. Mm. I get the fuck out of my face, mm. you know. Gotcha. But no, violence is not. Violence is not the answer. Absolutely, that's always going to be my last one. Not the if, answer. If, if I feel we got to throw blows, that means it's a it's a. It's a me or you situation. Like right, right, right. So I'm not even going, we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. I think I was just like the, the visceral reaction for someone like putting their, like touching you in any way. Yeah. Like it's like you're, you're like knee jerking, you know? You're now like, I don't know what would happen if someone like spit on me. I've never been spat on. Oh, that's. Like that, I, I don't, I, there are just. I feel like I, I like chase, I have like, a, there, I have to do it, I'm running, is something it, would have to happen. No, seriously. Maybe I'll bum me? rush you real quick and then I, finally I calm down and then I walk away. So wait, slower. is it just me or are there a few versions of yourself Spitting that is, you never want to meet or encounter? Yes. yes being yes. spat on, I don't, I don't want to know that version of myself. I don't know, I don't want to know the version of myself where I am being struck by my significant other. I mean anybody, but espe- but like especially, mm. like uh uh-uh, uh, that is not the house. Like, like nah, that nah. I've met that version of myself. <laughs> I've met versions of that, and, and that and that it creates a it can create a like a a violent person, mm-hmm. and then you'll start to read like that person will show up in places that are not like justified because you that's like kind of like learned behavior. I've definitely. Like saw that I took like after being in a like relationship that was like violent that I took that with me and it took time to like unlearn that. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's just heavy, especially love and love will confuse you and mm-hmm. sex will confuse you. Sex and yeah, <laughs> sex and violence. Sex I'm and like, wait, wait, have you have any of you ladies ever been dickmatized? Absolutely. Yes. I don't know what that's like. Can yes. you ex- can you take me through just <sighs> your just yeah, just when when. 
you know, you meet someone and the vibe, the energy, the sex magic is so powerful, but the integrity is not matching up. Mm-hmm. Have you, you know? seen the the Exorcist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, my digmatizing doesn't usually last like too too long, but but the dick will keep you going back and normalizing flagrant behavior. You know, sometimes it's been like dick, but sometimes it's been like something else, like a pool in ways. Like it's like covered in dick, but like I feel like there's just like it's a pool to your dark side. Yeah, it yeah, it's, it's, it's energetic. It's yeah. like a like a luring of like the beast. You know, like a, that a, that's what it is. Like, I do believe. Can like, connect to different parts of like your toxic side, like this, the, like the, the the toxic dark side of me can fuck with this, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people are not willing to say like, and it's and sometimes it's covered in sex, but there's always something else. That sex is that little added sprinkle of sex magic, and I'm like, maybe it's like a soul <laughs> tie that's covered, like you know what I mean. But it's always been like, yeah, it's definitely like some dark side of shit. Mm. Mm. You don't know nothing about that life. I don't. I think. I think now that I, now that you're describing it, I might have digmatized someone. Oh, yeah. you're the you're the. But see, but see here. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the you're thing. You're that mother. Wait, 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 wait. Let me explain. <laughs> Let me explain. Um, so this was more so with. So I did a song called Curiosity, another song called Relocate, and I was talking about my first sexual experience with a woman, and she knew what. This was, it was not anything, you know, that was, I was keeping to myself. She knew I'd never had sex with a woman before and it was something that I wanted to try. Mm-hmm. And so she offered herself because, you know, <laughs> she's like, oh, absolutely. Uh, and why not? Right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and this was supposed to be a, a homie of mine. And so as we got into it, I started to feel that she was treating me like one of her niggas. Mm. And there would be things that would say, "Well, if I was your girl," and I'm like, "Wait a minute, but Hold that's on. not that's not what this this is." Mm. Wait, so did you guys do it like multiple times? Oh, we was fucking like for a whole summer. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> so love, yeah, it was yeah, that. Then, okay, it was that. She My, was like, "Okay, well, maybe you, you like it." Her. I and but see, had I known that that was going to be the case, I feel like I got a crash course in the things that a man can go through with a woman, like in a short amount of time. And so now I got a whole different side of what my homies could possibly be going through. Mm. And some of that was actually traumatic. And I'm glad that I was able to work through that and not attach that to myself because it really was some shit. Like y'all, my lord. <laughs> and black women have had my 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 back, you know, all my life. But once I stepped, not but, however, once I stepped into that space, I just saw a whole different side. Mm. Ah, You experienced it differently. Yes. I was, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is is a little scary. (laughs) But also, but also, that was a unique circumstance. That that was not a representation of all women. I'm, that's not. Do you date all types of people? Are you, um, are you. I'm going to fuck around and find out sexual. Okay. I'm not a fuck around and find out. I'm supposed to fuck around and find out what that's I don't, like. And I don't know what I'm... Different course, races, all different types of yeah. people. Yeah. And uh, although there's nothing like black men, which is, you know... But, um, you know, I'm, I'm open to a, to a lot of things. Mm. Yeah. Whatever whatever makes sense, whatever is safe, whatever feels comfortable, you know, what there's mutual respect, you know, and communication, articulation within the communication mm-hmm. so that we can have comprehension. Mm. Comprehension. I was reading something, uh, a meme on it or some, some sort of 
quote on Instagram and it was saying how um, it's not the it's not that people don't know how to communicate. It's the comprehension. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so true, because some people you can just com- continue to communicate with. And it's you're like, how is this not? Mm-hmm. And it's the comprehension. comprehension. Yeah, it's the comprehension. And that's big. And I yeah. feel like. Yeah, I feel like comprehension has gotten lower and lower and lower. And that is in part due to all the distractions that our brain has to interact with all the time. And I believe that it it literally that's the first thing it starts to chip away at is your comprehension. Not even like your attention. It's like how well you can understand and compute things. And it just breaks it down from there. Anyway, I just got deep. But the comprehension part is... It's serious because I'm like, how many conversations have I had with people, specifically men? Because I feel like we speak two different languages. Oh. And I was like, it was like, I said something. I was like, okay, now you say it back. It was like, <laughs> that is not what the fuck I said. <laughs> it was like that. It'd be like that. I'm like, that is literally not what I said. And I'm like, whoa. It's like when you play telephone and by the time you get to the 10th motherfucker, it's some other shit. I'm not immediately. Gonna, except right. immediately. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to hold you. I realized that when I was dealing with my, you know, we're, we ain't cool no more, you know, but... um. Uh, I got sent a, a paragraph, you know, J.K. Rowling style, no no stanzas, no spaces, all that, and I responded, okay. <laughs> J.K. Rowling. Like, that's how I knew. I was like, wow, I'm here. Oh, women, we do we'll write a paragraph. I mean, I will too, but like, damn, no spaces? <laughs> no breath. Like, not even a, like, man. It's, you remember Kermit? <laughs> 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 oh lord oh my god i'm dead guilty. oh no guilty guilty listen i love y'all mm, i would rather talk wait, wait, what's would... up with the what's up with the card oh the card the card <laughs> oh the card the card the card i'm not high the card <laughs> this goddamn back when y'all told you <sighs> you ready for the card take it over <laughs> this is the one that they, they gave. okay I got it. The world. Okay. So you pulled the world and the world says completion, integration, accomplishment, travel. It says here that when the world card appears in a tarot reading, you are glowing with a sense of wholeness, achievement, fulfillment, and completion. A long-term project, period of study, relationship, or career has come full circle, and you are now reveling in the sense of closure and accomplishment. This card can represent graduation, a marriage, the birth of a child, or achieving a long-term, a long-held dream or aspiration. You have finally accomplished your goal or purpose. Everything has come together and you are in the right place, doing the right thing, achieving. Oh, wait, what happened? My eyes. It was just getting good. You are in the right place. You're right here with us. That part. See? Exuding Mm -hmm. all of this this good juju. Sorry, guys. I'm high. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see. Oh. Wait. You can't see. You can't see. I can, but. (laughs) Spread it, spread it out. Okay, I found it, I found it. Oh, God, I was worried there for a minute. (laughs) You have finally accomplished your goal or purpose. Everything has come together, and you're in the right place, doing the right thing, achieving what you have envisioned. You feel whole and complete. 
Now, the World Card invites you to reflect on your journey, honor your achievements, celebrate your success by getting your navel re-pierced, and bask in the joy of having brought your goals to fruition. All the triumphs and tribulations along your path have made you into the strong, wise, more experienced person you are now. Express gratitude for what you have created and harvested. I feel that. Gratitude. Speaking of, okay, okay, real quick. (laughs) I just want to do something. <clears throat> um, I need to put uh, put on for the only children out there, okay? Because we are out here. <laughs> put okay, them, put on for them. Put on. Um, I just want to say, uh, and I was also homeschooled, uh, so a lot of people think that only, uh, well, especially only children, but children that are homeschooled are not properly socialized, and we're awkward and we're weird. However, I would get a, oh, you are, when I would tell people that I was, because I didn't. So I just made a list of <laughs> some of the ways that I was socialized, and I'd like to read that for you. Read? Um, so my parents socialized me, uh, my cousins and my relatives, family reunions, kids in my neighborhood, church, other homeschool kids, other adults, Cleveland Institute of Music for Movement, Cleveland Inst- I'm sorry, uh, Christian, Music, uh, Christian Music Academy and uh, Piano Recitals, Cleveland Playhouse Square for Acting, Skating Rinks, Barbershops, Discovery Zone, Chuck E. Cheese, Martial Arts, the Poetry Scene, Open Mics, Concerts, Theater, Theme Parks, Traveling, Driving School, Dance Groups, The Ballroom Scene, Clubs, Various Jobs, Bartending School, Group Projects, Museums, <laughs> Yoga School, and Social Media. I was socialized. And then as far as the accumulated life skills and various practices, we have critical thinking, doing laundry and ironing at six, exceptional hygiene, basic cooking by 10 years old, money management, opening up a bank account, building credit. My mom added me on her credit card as a teenager, reading and uh, literature and reading comprehension, how to hook up and connect things, emotional intelligence, not reacting to words, thinking before I act, sexual health and education. That took a village. Mm. Uh, Mutual respect, Eye contact, manners, empathy for others, how to be a friend, accountability, how to ask for help, listening, work ethic, vehicular comprehension, accountability, kindness, boundaries, forgiveness, damage control, grace, stability, therapy, (laughs) compassion, trust, vulnerability, discernment, discipline, compartmentalization, Gratitude and of course sense. <laughs> we were socialized mm. in a way that was not the normal way. And at first, I didn't appreciate it, you know, when I was younger. But now, seeing how that all these things have, I still utilize these things, mm. and they have made not only have they opened doors for me, but they've allowed me to create my own doors to be able to walk through. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, because mm-hmm. ain't nothing like waiting Sometimes for somebody you got to, to <laughs> make the, build the door and build open it your motherfucking self. Shit yourself. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Build it yourself. Say it again. Okay. Bob the Builder. Say it again. <laughs> for real, make the lane, get in it. It's yours because you created it. Absolutely. Build the building in which you do it in. Mm-hmm. Buy the equipment. Okay. Decorate that thing. Mm-hmm. And do whatever the fuck you want with it because it's yours. And you made it. And now, look, everybody loved it because. They didn't know they needed this door. Nobody else is. Tell me, baby, it ain't nobody is yours.
Shout out to Sherlyn and Banal. I want to come over for dinner. You got, Sherlyn Banal. You must. Does I live Banal. here? Or? No, they're in Cleveland. Okay, we, we, need to, we need to go to Cleveland. Seeing them like together, you see where all of the the stuff is. You <laughs> see where I get it from. I love it. Oh my her. god, my mother is a smart ass. <laughs> Father is just a jokester. Like just. You know sometimes how you feel you you wish you could bottle something up and sell it mm-hmm. because it's that good like you if I could just bottle them up in how they how they move how they treat people you know like a bottle that up so that other folks could experience that cuz yeah it's a beautiful thing when you realize like how how everything has not been the same for everyone mm. mm-hmm. And even in my, like I said, even in my own journey, trying to extend what I had for others, mm. you know, because I felt like, oh, wow, you, 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 you don't have a pops, you know, that would encourage you or check up on you. And, you know, and it's like my dad calling my grown ass homies, you know, asking how they doing, right. you know, tapping in, you know, so that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It becomes the father figure that or, or an additional father figure, you know. For sure. You're the product of like what it looks like to be raised in a safe space, you know, and I think people uh, underestimate safety mm-hmm. and then you get into relationships that are not safe because it reflects the unsafe space that you were cr- created in and raised in and grown up in. And so you're constantly seeking seeking something that you don't even you've never been provided. Mm. You've never felt and so then you have, you know, friends that are like, they see an example and they project, especially being probably teenagers or kids, like not under, understanding how to process that. Like, I thought this shit was only what you see on TV. Yeah. But like, you are the product of like growing up with parents that loved each other and are like a real true love and also extended that safety. So it's boundless. You never felt like you couldn't be yourself. You know, you never felt like, like oh, I can go get my navel pierced. Oh, I could go like, I don't know, care what everyone else is doing. This is what I'm going to do mm-hmm. because I've been, I've literally, you've been cultivated in a safe haven. And then that gives the child the confidence to go out and feel safe in their body, whoever they are, sexually, fucking wardrobe, musically, creatively. I could do this and do this. I'm going to make this list because I want to. You are not, you are not programming your child to go out into the world and become, um, Essentially, like a machine, a limited version of themselves. Yeah. Such a such a contained version of yourself. When you are, and like like it's beautiful to see, like you know, just the love cultivated through you, and just how you come, how you show up in yourself, you know, and yeah. like how comfortable you are in your skin. And I think that like that's that that's like you can see the safety. You know, and it's so beautiful to see and people underestimate. And I'm, I'm so glad we get to talk to so many moms listening to this right now because it can I love I, I hope this conversation makes you like sit and say, huh, am I really cultivating a safety? safe space mm-hmm. for my child? Yeah. Because ultimately, as parents is like, you know, the world, like you said, like it's fucked up. Yeah. And the very least thing we could do is make soldiers of joy and peace and, and wellness Ooh. and happiness. Yes. That is the antidote to this chaos, to this to this absolute fuckery that's happening, is creating children that are, you know, just emotionally 
intelligent and 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 mature and compassionate and and free and i would like to i'm sorry to to interrupt um i would like to say possessing emotional intelligence and i like to use that word over saying i'm emotionally intelligent because i feel with being having the intelligence it gives room for things to fluctuate it gives room for error for error yeah so um yeah i think it's just like you know your parents are paying it forward essentially like because while you're here and you're in this existence, like you might as well create spaces where you're actually healing whatever the past traumas were. Because I don't know what their parents were like, you know, maybe they were amazing parents as well. But karmically, you are creating just this, you're creating good and joy that can be passed on. And where you see legacies and people that are just consistently in a fucked up position because they are not learning the lesson of life and every lifetime is inheriting a the, the is the a karma. repeat mm. and you when you are when you're speaking of your parents and just meeting you now it's like you've done the due diligence the due diligence is happening do you know what i mean it's just it just is you don't even have to try it's just within you and that's that's beautiful that's a beautiful expression and experience for you and and your legacy and i can't wait to see how you pay it forward i hear how you pay it forward with your voice and your artistry and what you project to the world so i'm just really excited to see how it continues to flourish and and manifest for you i will say um i got a revamp of that what that could look like on a bigger scale when i got a chance to open up for badu on this past tour because I was doing backgrounds, but I also opened up two dates um, in, in Newark think. and Norfolk because I'm, I haven't hit those cities. I wasn't going to hit them uh, on the new dates, and I didn't hit them on the earlier dates. Mm-hmm. And to be in an arena that far away from people, I'm usually in, in a theater or in a club, and I'm able to touch people and be close. And I was wondering how I was going to translate some of the things that I do because it does feel like a a group therapy session. It feels like a kickback. It feels like we're all here, you know, just um, enjoying one another's company um, like a family reunion. So what, how will that translate in an arena? Mm -hmm. And it was when I had people say, I said, when I say fuck humble, you say it's giving gratitude. So I repeated that twice. And I asked the, the room, do you know what the word humble means? And they said, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm so glad that you asked. Being humble means to is having a low or modest estimate of one's own importance. Mm. And I said, now nah, be goddamn if I'm going to be humble looking the way I look, being who I am, going <laughs> do what I've been through. Mm. I said, instead, I operate in gratitude. Mm. And gratitude is to extend kindness and to be thankful. You can be both those things without having your head held low, trying to be humble. Right. You know, and so. Or having them turn to each other and say, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm proud of you. Mm. Turn to your other neighbor and say, I'm It's not proud one of or you. the other. Yeah. 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 It's 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 a it's it's a thing that I can have the whole room interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And so that felt like it was intimate. It felt like I was able to to touch them even though I was far away. Mm. So that felt good. That's dope. That's dope. So are you what are you going on tour? Are you on tour right now? Where can we find I am so by the time this is out i will be on the road uh i'm going to be gone all september uh i'm hitting like florida athens georgia we're doing the carolinas amazing to do milwaukee kansas city we got detroit uh columbus ohio nashville and memphis 
so we're just hitting some of those uh, southeast cities. And then in November, I'm going overseas to do my first international tour. Okay. Congratulations. That's amazing. We're hitting Paris, London, Amsterdam, Rotterdam, and Belgium. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to be over there for the whole month. I'm just, I'm excited. Live your life, honey. Spread your magic, baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Y'all got to come to a show. I want to, please. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I definitely want to come see you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. This was wonderful. And I would just like to say, too, that I'm proud of you ladies. Thank you. You know, um, just doing your show. I've, I've, I've been, a, uh, you know, just keeping my eyes peeled to the ground and, you know, but uh, as far as the podcast, and I'm just glad that you guys are still doing it and we've been able to get it to where it is now. And, yeah, Thank I'm glad you. we got a chance to sit and chat. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I appreciate that. And I'm we're friends now. We're stuck with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> You're in our yes. head, too. We're going we're gonna to hang out. Absolutely, I'm so here for that. We got so shoot so much stuff to be. Shoot, sure, let me know what you're doing tonight, honey. I mean, shoot. Sure. You know, she got her good skirt on. I love it. Wait, did y'all going, see my socks? Man. Come on, okay. y'all see my socks? I got my uh, my Snoopy. Look, my, my look, look you're we ready to go. Y'all ready to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, do you have a hoary? What's that? It's like a very uh, high level host story. Like when you're just like we being a high level hoe. Maybe it was scary. Maybe it was great. Maybe yeah. Okay, so I don't want to call this like a whole story. Well, first of all, whole is an acronym for happiness over everything. So I always, you know, make sure that my happiness is is, is a priority. Um, but I will say that there was a time where, huh, I was like, wait, we're here again? Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes you just got to tap that ass, you know? Yes. Yeah. So you don't want to be a vibe killer. That, that part. Yeah. It was just it was just too perfect. I couldn't even think about what was going on on the other side of that partition. Sometimes that was yesterday. You gotta, you gotta just go with the joy. You gotta prioritize you gotta your, prioritize your, your vibes. Your joy. Sometimes your vibes are not going to be prioritizing yourself. You choose yourself. I re- chose yourself I, in that moment, and I'm proud of you. I am proud of you. I'm proud of you, <laughs> proud of you. Proud of you too. You did the you right saw, thing. You did the right thing. You did. You did. I, I. It wasn't even your nick. I co-signed this, is true. this story. This I co-signed is true. this horror story. I co-signed it too. It was, it was very honest of you. Listen, this is what's happening. You know yeah. because you're right there. Listen. Uh, tell the people where they can find you. Yes, yes. So you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Spill. What's Spill? TikTok. It's, it's the hell like is Spill. It's where Black Twitter allegedly migrated. Because of, oh wait, like, I remember. That's the I have a, that yeah. kind of a, threads. Threads is something different. No. Yeah, I'm so. It's just if I, I can't take another app, Lord. <laughs> uh, anywho, Duran Bernard. That's D U R A N D B E R N A R R. And that's your favorite cousin on your daddy's side in the not so quiet storm. Please make sure that y'all check out my tiny desk. Okay, uh, NPR. We just cracked a million views. Uh, yeah. yeah. And um, y'all can check out my, my latest two projects, Duran, the self-titled, that's D-U-R-A and an ampersand. Uh, and then we have Wanderlust uh, that we just put out. Uh, so, yeah, um, and check me out on the road, y'all. Whenever I'm coming to a city near you, I'm doing Soul Bloom in Sacramento, August 20th. I'm doing Afropunk in Brooklyn on yeah. the 26th. That's August 26th? August. Oh, I want to go to Afropunk. Yeah. Oh, oh, and I'm also doing one music fest in Atlanta at the end of uh, October. Oh. Kendrick and Janet are headliner. 
Ooh. No big deal or anything. <laughs> oh, Jan- oh, no, just no. Janet. We need to do redo Janet, babe. I, I'm gonna get the tickets. Okay, <laughs> I would make it up to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know here. your wife is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> your wife has been pissed for one year. I fucked up Janet for her. Oh no! Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> our relationship has been the same since. Say. Every, <laughs> every, every time, time someone I, brings up Janet, we're like, I'm every like, time I go. see her billboard, oh, no. I'm like, <laughs> not the. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, well, you guys know where to find us. Uh, good moms underscore bad choices, and on Patreon backslash good moms underscore bad choices we are also going on tour you guys we're going to be in la october 21st at the teragram tara teragram ballroom the teragram ballroom order your hoochie shit now because it's going down confessions of a good mom make sure you call our hotline if you have a hoary that you want to share because we need more hoaries we want to know all your ho shit and um, this is a safe space. This is a safe space. It's anonymous. So unless you don't want to be here, we celebrate your honus. <laughs> ho first, heal later. No, heal first, ho later. <laughs> Whatever order you do it in, we accept it. Okay. <laughs> um, you know where to find us. We love you. We hi. Bye. Bye. <laughs>